Hi. <laughs> Welcome your aunties could never episode 40. We're 40 years old. We're legal. I mean, we've been legal, but I guess yeah. <laughs> what can we do now at 40 that we couldn't do before at 39? Get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that at 18. Maybe we'll get divorced and divorce each other. You could say 40 is a new 30. Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> we can tell the lie that, yeah, 40 is a new 30. Fuck all of y'all, young bitches. What else can we do at 40? I don't know. I think just generally not give a fuck. Officially yeah, <laughs> say, back in my day. Can oh, yeah. say that. And we really don't give a damn. Yes, true. At 40, aunties could never no, ever are going to be more rowdy than ever. That's at 60. You can say, I don't care. <laughs> you just say whatever you want. I think 40 is the start, the kickstart of it, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's now, like, I actually don't care. So now, auntie's going to be very rowdy. So if you're not watching Come With Your Nonsense, we're going to cuss you very rebelliously. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys? I went to the dentist today, and I have to get my wisdom teeth out next week. So I'm a bit drugged up. <laughs> <laughs> well, other than that, I'm good. Jumped up feeling good, man. Right. When I'm I go to the dentist and they give me an injection, I have to have more than one because it doesn't work. Mm. So you see, like if they, yeah, see, like if they give me injection, yeah, and then they start like going to town, I'll be like this. Stop! I can feel yeah, it, and then yeah, they, have to, they have to cut me up. They should wait a bit. But Auntie Shade, before um, we went live, was just telling us that there's a new drug that kind of helps you. I'm quite interested in that pill. I was like, you bunch of hypocritical aunties, because last week we was going on about not taking the, the, the vaccine. It's a tablet. It's not an injection. Hey! <laughs> it's called Tamazepam. Maybe it's not new. Tamazepam. Tamazepam, that's like... Yeah, it's not new. Yeah, that's... It's new to me. You can get Tamazepam. Oh, is it? Also, Tamazepan is pretty addictive. So yeah. that's what that's what they're <laughs> they'd be like, yeah, part of their concocktails of um addictive yeah. drugs is Tamazepan. Yeah. Oh, serious. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I took you know the Neurofem Neurofem Plus with coding, yeah, and you know you can only take it for three days. <laughs> Do you know how addictive my personality is? <laughs> I'm gonna hide that shit tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but codeine is like. Yeah, it's serious. I've I've had to take that before. When I, I think when I broke my finger, they gave oh, me that yeah. and it was like, whoa. I had yeah. to go I, like I was babysitting that weekend as well. I, well. I had my daughter and my niece, and I was like, You look better femme for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm out there. Makes you feel nice. Okay. All right, all right, let's get into the show. Hi, aunties. I'm Auntie AK, and I'm here I'm with. Auntie Sarah. Yes. Auntie I'm and I'm Auntie Shade. Hey guys, hey guys. You really heard how you're doing. So, okay, I'm welcoming to the family um, our auntie's auntie. I'm going to play our auntie's auntie, Auntie Dion Warwick. Hold on. And this is for all of you tweeters who have decided that I'm not tweeting my own stuff to you. I want you to know I am, and I'm getting a very, very, very good at it. You see, I have a wonderful niece. Her name is Brittany. And she said, Aunt Dion, you'll have a lot of fun if you get on this with me. I said, okay, teach me how to do it. And she did. 
and I am doing it. So that should quell all of you naysayers. And if it doesn't, deal with it. So that was Auntie Dion reading everybody because she um, had a moment where she was just calling out all the rappers and people with funny rapper names. She was calling out Chance the Rapper saying, if you're called, if you're a rapper, why do you need to announce that you're a rapper? And she was asking all these funny questions and it was pretty great and quite funny. So Auntie Dion, the epitome of peak, peak auntie. Yeah. Um, welcome to the Your Aunties Could Never family. We, we rate you Auntie Dion. Obviously. Yay. I love that. Forever. Brilliant Auntie Whitney Houston. We, you know, yeah. Auntie Dion. I just like that she was said, that she said, if you're going to call yourself Chance the Rapper, I'm going to be Dion the singer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I, 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 I just, I had a thought while I was reading through her whole thing with Chance. Like, why is it that comedians always add comedian? And it seems to only be like the black comedians that have like, you know, Moda comedian, Kojo comedian. Like, why would you need to put comedian in your name title on social media? I don't know. Hmm. Well, Kojo, I don't know why, but Mo, I figure there's a bunch of Mo's out there. So he wanted to distinguish that he's a Mo the comedian, not Mo the Farah or Mo the Mo lawnmower. Yeah, but there's a lot of Chris's out there and there's Chris Rock. Chris I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know um, it's true. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. And even the rapper, like, why? One will never see. Okay, let's get into it. Let's get into it. What have you heard, guys? I think the first story is from Auntie Farah. So my story is about the Bank of England. <laughs> and basically, they have managed to misplace 50 billion, billion, billion pounds in cash. <laughs> cash. So it's out there. They've admitted that it is this number. They don't know where it is. They don't know what uh, what it's being used for. But now there's a probe into what where this has gone to. A committee of MPs have said that yes, there is a probe into what's happened to this fifty billion pounds UK pounds in cash. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never surprised at these things. I mean, probably someone just teethed the money in it. I, I just think maybe. Maybe there's some do-gooder in the department who's just undercovering this and bringing it to light, but probably people know what's going on and where it's gone. Do you know what I mean? But um, am I surprised? No. Our money's always been misused, so for them to lose a few billion, <laughs> I'm just not surprised, man. It's disgusting, though, but, yeah. You know what? All right. So I wouldn't have thought that any banking institution had that much cash sitting around anyway, like physical notes. So I don't believe them. I think they're just setting up for next year. Somehow this story is going to be linked to something else when there's some crash somewhere. It'll be like, yeah, remember when all of those billions went and so we was in a deficit here and the, 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 like, yeah, no, you don't have 10. How much was it? 10 billion? 50. 50 billion. Zero. 50 billion. Cash note. No, I don't think that that's so. No, because those types of numbers were all done digitally. They don't have 50 billion in cash notes. That wouldn't even make any sense. You know, they say like 3% of the country, if we all decided to take our money out, they don't have that cash to pay everybody. So I do not believe the Bank of England for one second has had 50 billion pounds worth of notes 
sitting anywhere for it to go missing. Like, isn't there like secret monies in the city of London or something? I think Auntie AK was telling me about that or something. Like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I didn't say anything. They're saying, they're saying that the <laughs> demand for banknotes has steadily gone up, although their use is in decline. Now, I don't know how that works. Whoa. Oh, okay. This is what I'm but, saying. Um, this is what they're going to blame it on. Yeah. When they get money out of the bank, they're going to be like, remember that shortfall that happened when 50 billion pounds worth of notes went missing? We can't now give you your 20 grand that you want to take out. Then honestly, wouldn't they just print more? Didn't they just come up with some coins the other day? Did any of us see those coins? And that's the thing. For me, that, that's probably the 50 billion <laughs> diversity money. I don't like <laughs> it's diversity money. I don't like the idea that 50 billion has gone missing. But I think it depends on also, is it just like 50 billion one sitting or is this a, an accumulation of, is it a year's worth of 50? Like, do you know what I mean? How long has this... Yeah number accumulated mm. to now 50 billion that's gone missing it is a one lump sum or not or is it spread over years and the fact this is why i mean that it's always been my my bugaboo money is not real the whole system is not real we're dying we're killing all this stuff for something that's not real and 50 billion just go missing like it, i mean i don't even know who works at the mint does anyone know anyone that works at the royal mint because that's so much temptation You'd have to get paid such a hefty wage to not be tempted to just like, let me take a... Isn't the money tracked usually? This is how they found out because they were audited. And this is how it was discovered in September that they were missing this 50 billion. Now, the other interesting thing is that they're saying that this is not just a problem that the UK have. This other countries with major currencies have this same problem where there's just a massive amount of currency out there and they don't know where it is. <laughs> and they're not massively concerned by it as well, which is another thing that's, that's not. Oh, gee, man. Yeah, it's, how, it's much, so how much money do they use lose a year? Is that like kind of in comparison? Do you know what I mean? Maybe they mm. usually use 20 billion. Mm. <laughs> how do you lose 50 billion? When the money leaves the mint, yeah, where does it go? Isn't it supposed to go to other financial institutions that need the cash? So this goes to banks, right? It's but supposed to go to banks. This is what they're trying to say as well. This is where it gets really weird. A Bank of England spokesman said it is the responsibility of the Bank of England to meet public demand for banknotes. The bank has always met that demand and will, will continue to do so. Members of the public do not have to explain to the bank why they wish to hold banknotes. This means that banknotes are not missing. So what they're now trying to say is, yeah, they're not missing. People have got them and it accounts for some of the money that we don't know where it is that's not gone back into circulation. Right. Okay. So 50 billion. 50 billion is sitting around the world yeah. and people yeah. are holding that cash. Yeah, that's their they can't, they can't. They can't account for it. So people might have been like, been robbed or whatever kind of thing. They just can't account yeah. for their cash. Is there somewhere I can put in a claim? Because I'm literally definitely have lost. Um, <laughs> like some of my money is caught up in that 50 billion that's missing so who do i put in my claims form to but doesn't that sound like the perfect crime to you like you to work for the bank of england yeah you just keep giving people notes because there's a demand for notes although people aren't using notes which is what they're saying there's a demand we have to meet the demand but people aren't using them so we're not getting them back but you're not watching who has the notes either. So you can easily say, look, I'm gonna print off couple bill, right? I'm gonna keep it and I'm just gonna say it's out there. And you don't have to state exactly where out there is mm. because there's a demand for cash. Someone's someone's doing some serious skimming, that's all I know. They, they all are. 
But they, okay, 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 okay. You know, like when they say you're not allowed to have your money under your bed and stuff like that. But you can, isn't it? That means. No, you can. You can do what you want. Yeah, what you want. No, well, unaccounted taxable money and stuff like that. Mm, as long as you pay your taxes, yeah, you can do I mean, what you want. You can I mean, keep your money where you want to keep it. Mm. Yeah, but, you don't have to be in a bank. But that's the thing, the cash in hand thing, like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's, all, it's very, very dodge. And I want my money back. Basically, if you think about it, even when you give your money to the bank, they pay that out. So the money that you deposit in, that circulates with them. Like they can send that out like 10,000 times because yeah. they have all of that debt going out as well on your own money. So we don't need to use a bank. It's not like illegal to never use a bank. It's no. We also don't <laughs> need money. I need to pay for anything because 50 billion can go missing like that. We don't actually need to use money. What would we, I mean, we could just swap, swap things or go into Mark Spencer's and just take my thing. What? <laughs> In it, Bitcoin. I really do feel yeah. our lifetime, all of this money yeah. is going to be different, and we're going to be trading in Bitcoin. Well, if yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just numbers, it's fake numbers. Not interested. Um, I guess let's move on to the next story. My story is just a quick recap on Brexit. You know, the stalemate that everybody is talking about at this moment. Breaking news: Boris has now flown to kind of try and save the day. So he, he left a couple of hours ago to join in the talks. Really what I found is the last sticking point seems to be over the fishing region. Now I wanted to get you guys thoughts on this. I'll give you the two scenarios that are at play at the moment. The European Union want to be able to fish in our waters as they always have done. And the UK are like, no, we have to tell you how many trawlers can come into our seas and we we should stipulate how this runs. It shouldn't be the European Union that can have carte blanche on our waters. That's the sticking point. As I'm reading through and listening to various opinions, I kind of side with our government on this point. I feel like the European Union, if we're leaving, we shouldn't just let them fish in our waters like as it has been. What do you guys think? Okay, I think a few things. Isn't Brexit done yet? That's the first thing that I think. It's like, are we still going through Brexit? I feel like we've been going, this is the longest drawn out divorce ever. Like, <laughs> it's, it's been going on for such a long time to the point where I'm confused as to what we're doing, who's doing what, apparently something else is changing. In terms of allowing them to fish in our waters, I, I get it because... There's English fishermen, aren't there? And apparently being able to do this opens it up more for them. Yeah. And I suppose we've now got to stick to certain rules when we want to do things in Europe because we're not part of the EU anymore. So isn't it just the same thing? I, I, I'm not mad at it. I'm mad at Brexit, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I don't even know if I'm mad at Brexit anymore, but yeah, I'm, I'm not mad at this particular thing because it's like, you've got to look after the people who are here. Because that's what they wanted to do, isn't it? That's the whole thing that they wanted to do. Cater for those that are here and ensure that they've got work and jobs and a fair share at the deal. So, I don't know. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I get that we we need to protect the fishing industry in the UK, 100%. And also kind of protect the seas kind of thing, because it's our territory. But what crimes have the UK committed beforehand <laughs> for them to want this in the first place? And also 
what do we get in return? Do you know what I mean? So what are we forfeiting? If we say you can't fish in our seas, how is that going to impact on us? That what are the negativities that are going to come back on us because of that? Because we don't want to share anymore. I don't know enough about the fishing industry and how much it brings into the economy and everything like that, or even you know, who buys our fish? Does the UK buy our fish? Are Europe going to buy it? If they don't buy it because we're being petty, what impact does that have on us? And then I just go back to the crimes of the UK because I know, I know, I don't know everything, but I know there are crimes. I know there are disrespects. I know there's something. So they have to sort it out. It's probably going to be messy and we're probably going to suffer because our government shit, basically. You know what I, I was thinking? What if all we eat is cod? <laughs> <laughs> The fishing ratio. What if all that's available is cod? This could be one of the things that affects us. It's like it's 0.1% of our economy is actually like the fishing industry. Mm-hmm. But the majority is actually sold to the EU. And for some reason, we import from the EU mm-hmm. the fish that we eat. If we get a no deal, one of the things that the EU have said is, yeah, we are going to start cutting ties and putting on extra tariffs on the trade of the fish that does come in. So we may have less fish coming into this country and we may have to just eat what um, we managed to fish. I think it was mackerel, some salmon, basically a lot of stuff on our shelves may go down if they don't reach a deal. But in the same ways, there is a large percentage of fishermen in the EU that rely on our waters. Mm. So they also will suffer if they don't reach a deal. But I do feel we're a tiny island and we're probably going to suffer more. I am going to put my hand up and say I don't understand fuck all what's going on. It's annoying me. Uh, Brexit in, Brexit out, shake it all about. I don't know what it is. I definitely believe that, you know, I understand this whole, if you don't want to trade with us and you can't fish in our waters. But it just, it to me, it sounds like a bunch of, again, as it is, petty governments having petty wars. And I think UK have been very arrogant in their we're leaving. And so I understand one of the EU's like, well, fuck you then, innit? Go. But go without any benefits. It's very, very, very childish schoolyard, back and forth bickering. And I think I was saying it before, like, is there no like kind of baseline? Just let's just not we're not human entities. It's not humans running this, it's like proper business conversations. What are the deals? What makes sense for each country and each uh, who's part of the EU and who's not? It just seems really, really petty. The point that yeah, it just seems like there's emotions involved and it's weird to me. And the fish, whatever, isn't it? Like, I almost don't even know what's going to affect. We're, we're damned if we do, damned if we don't. I don't even want to say we, because, I, I mean, I'm British by passport, by default. Not my fault, I'm here. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting state of affairs. You know, I always thought that we was a part of the EU for, like, most of my life, but it's only, like, 20-odd years. Mm. It's not actually that long a time to be tied up i guess you know when you're in a marriage it's not that old like it's not that old like it should have just been like oh you know what it's not working for us and then we leave but yeah all this kind of back and forth that's what's longing out the whole whole what year two years it's taken it's long you know what i mean it's it's exactly, exactly. decide on things because they're they're they want the best deals for them individually. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, of course they're going to be pissed off. Do you know what I mean? And why should they work with us if we keep... We haven't met one deadline. Like, <laughs> what the We fuck? haven't even left on time. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like this, seriously, it is the longest drawn-out divorce. Let's think about it. 
you're in a marriage you're yeah. not happy you decide to leave your husband but you say you know what i i ain't gonna leave the house just yet yeah, because we still gotta work this out yeah. do you know what this is it's like war of the roses do you not remember that film yeah, 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 yeah. it's war of the roses it's like we had a dilemma we had a dilemma in it like the chick's not leaving and i needed to go yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no i'm not leaving i got stuff i got to not leaving yeah i'm just gonna work. carry on yeah and also <laughs> i want what i want but you can't have nothing yeah and i just need to check with my friends to see what they think yeah i i i cheated but yeah i'm staying and exactly. <laughs> it's my house <laughs> And the thing is, we can say the UK's small little island, but look at what this island has done. Remember Royal Britannia, Royal Britannia. Well, this Royal is the crimes that I'm, I speak of. Yeah. Well, then maybe, maybe the UK isn't the woman. Maybe the UK is the short man. <laughs> Absolutely. The UK definitely is the short man. <laughs> the UK is the short man who's decided that he's punching above his weight, even though he really isn't. Like, he's deluded. He got too pussy somewhere else. <laughs> and now he's like, From the I need you. I've got American pussy. I don't need you. Napoleon. However, all the short men out there that are wonderful we, and don't have short man, angry man syndrome, we love you. We appreciate you. Your height is not a problem. It's your counterparts who are angry, evil, and wicked because their shortness makes their brains explode. Please, let's get some comments. No, no, it's your turn. Oh. <laughs> Antoinette says, I think we need to remember that we are an island with no product produced in the UK that is on demand around the world. What do we export? Europe don't even like us, nil point. <laughs> we need to be humble because <laughs> we have more to lose. And Aquia says, I agree, ladies. It's hard to know what Brexit is actually all about, really. People were the same when we went in in the 70s. Okay. So Antoinette says, it's like the UK is saying, I want a divorce and I'm leaving, but I'm still coming round on Tuesdays and Fridays for a bath and every Wednesday and Sunday for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. 100%. The UK does export things. We They export hooligans um, <laughs> and people to Spain to take over other countries and turn them into little England. They do very good at that. Very good at that, taking over countries. Yeah. yeah. Like Australia. Colonizers. Everywhere in the world. <laughs> Even oh. in the UK. <laughs> We're an island that just filters and sorts out and launders people's money. And that's why the UK is so important to the world. And once that goes, or somebody rivals us and manages to launder money better than the UK, our little island, well, we can like leave, but for the, you know, the, uh, what would they be called? The indigenous that think they're indigenous people. Oh, no, indigenous people in this country. It won't be so this, nice. This country has been invaded by more people, but they just don't want to talk about it. True. So all this pure yeah. English is nonsense. Get a well, bloody DNA test. Well, what about the Scots and, you know, I, all, I, all I ever say is the Celtic. I know there's another lot, the other people, the barbarians or whatever. Oh, no, the barbarians were like oh. Russian or something. I don't know. The Nordics, the, um, yeah, the, the Romans. The Romans weren't from here. Yeah, they're no. from Rome. No, no, they're not the Romans. They weren't just from Rome because the Romans were the British before the British were the British, weren't they? They yeah. went around like they were black Romans and all types of 
Okay. I'm reading from Wikipedia. Conquered. Conquered. By the Vikings, they were conquered by the Vikings before that. So yeah, the Germanic, um, Germanic. They mix up, man. They mix up, blend. But I feel like we should be, we should be more like Switzerland. That's what we should be. Neutral. Like if we're gonna, if we're gonna do, if we're gonna do that, you know, we need to mind our own business, not be in anyone's business, be neutral, get all the money in. People can come here, leave your money here. We have like a generally middle-class way of life for everybody excuse do you me, know what I mean? excuse me can i just say something how can we be trusted when we lose 50 billion so easily just, just no, we've got we got to change our ways i think that's the thing, thing. We're important because we launder money and we launder money by saying, Oh, I just lost 50 billion. Auntie Farah, can you stop saying we, please? Can you stop saying we? Because the aunties do not launder no one's blood. <laughs> <laughs> you know where the secret stash is. <laughs> but you know, actually, no, what Sade said is correct. That's what Boris says a lot. He's like, We need to be more like Norway. Yeah. And, um, that's what they want to be like. But again, like Antoinette says, they want to be like Norway, but still be invited to all the dinner parties. Yeah. Um, and mix up, you Being know, socialite with a big mouth, basically. Yeah, yes, yeah. UK is such an it girl, like Paris mm. Hilton. Oh, in it, a Paris Hilton. Yeah, but Paris is I big, think he's a myth, even, yeah. I think yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's not, it's yeah, not, they're, 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 they're a tat girl, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. what I mean, just messy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying yeah. to like rich oh. but messy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Palmer Tompkinson, may God rest yeah. her soul. What and was it, Patty and Joanna Lumley yeah. character? What happened? Wait, I don't remember that. What'd you yeah. say? She did. Tara Tompkinson, a while ago. Oh no. Oh my God, I'm actually. I like her. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Was it drugs or something? I don't know. Let's Google. I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember. She's 2017. 2017. Yeah, there we go. Oh, Tara Tompkinson. Um, yes. wasn't it an overdose? I could be lying, very, very. That's no, she was trying, yeah. She was in my brain tumor, not rare autoimmune. Oh, oh, there we go. Wow, I actually yeah. missed that news. That she was like, was a part of like my growing up years. Yeah, she was like yeah. the Katie yeah. Tara Palmer. Yeah, when Katie Price wasn't, you know, as Katie Price as she is now. No. <laughs> Well, people don't rank Katie, you know. I mean, no, no, Kate. But you know what? So I had a segue, of course. Sight and what do you call it? Departure from the con con conversation. My, I had a friend of mine that really rated Katie, and so she's the businesswoman. I'm like, I get that. It's like, yeah, but it didn't. Okay, why do you rate uh, Katie Price, Auntie Shadow? She's like an early version of the Kardashians. Of course, you yes. know what I mean. That kind of thing. She had the blueprint, you know, just sell everything. So, so absolutely everything and the thing is she she really did like from paid free to friggin what do you call it she used to sell pony clothing like what the fuck like, who can do that who can who has that kind of reign but it's just unfortunate that you know in the last couple of years it's kind of been an undoing i liked her for the fact that she wasn't apologetic she was at a time when you know, it was about those Tatler girls, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You had to be a certain way. And she just wasn't. She was like Essex through and through, mm. um, didn't really care. And like like more more power to her for just being herself. I, I agree. Okay. You know, yeah, I don't, I don't hate her, but she just hate her, stopped but surgery yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. I don't hate her. Katie's downfall was surgery and her downfall was men. 
Yeah, with the Kardashians has been very good at putting her daughters first, like literally in front of their men. Their their men, like even Kanye, it's like he becomes like a sidestep to him when she's on one. And Kate needed a manager that was like that, like so get so involved with the men. Her problem was, but her business would have thrived more if she had kept her her men to one side. Yeah, the problem was her manager, her and Peter shared the same manager, didn't they? Oh, yes. And I think the manager was more for Peter than she was for Katie. And then after the whole Peter saga, I don't think Katie was ever the same. And, you know, was always, because if you listen to her, it's like she's been searching for that again and hasn't quite found it. And then obviously she didn't like her manager anymore as well. So imagine being your soulmate. him, Peter. Peter Andre, he's a nice man. (laughs) <laughs> that's great Farah but I'm just saying imagine if he was your soulmate I'm so at least she had a soulmate blood get me <laughs> I don't know about that one I, I don't I mean, think I take him seriously to be honest yeah I never took him seriously either yeah um no. I, don't, I need to get rid of the Australian accent we tried to we butchered the Scottish accent last week oh, so, um, I'm sorry me is this a shout Let's get some conversations, please. Let's get yeah, comments, please. Aquila <laughs> says Katie used to love her, but as soon as she starts selling, as soon as you start selling your misery with men, then you keep just going downhill and keep attracting more sadness to you. Unfortunately, yeah. is Katie Price is the epitome of using what you have to get what you want. She is from poverty and decided she was gonna get hers. Side note. She is not from, <laughs> She's from Brighton, Sussex. Can I just ask before you go to Akusha's comment? Um, is Nee from Essex by any chance? Yeah. Oh, you're wrecking S to E. Oh, okay. And then Akusha says she tried to control Peter. It's true. That was her downfall because she thought that Peter was an idiot and Peter was a good businessman. He had like a lot. Everyone used to be like, has he got all this money and this, that and the other? But he was a good businessman. He had a lot of properties. He had like gyms and all sorts. And she used to try and like have him up like he was a Mayu. Um, the amount of years I've known you, I never knew you were an advocate for Peter Andre. Peter, I love Peter. <laughs> Peter Andre is your What's the name of the guy that the rap in Mysterious Girl? Who knows? Yeah, what was his name again? The guy that did the reggae bit. <laughs> oh my god, what was his name? Chris just said, um, Katie's just an undercover chav, but I don't think she was undercover about it. I think I she, was she, was she was part of her chavness. She, she was yeah. a chav before chav was a thing. She, rep- she was at the you know, Daniela Westbrook, all them guys and their Burberries yeah. and stuff. She represented that ilk. She was and her, her fluorescent pink uh Range Rover. Yeah, yes. Right. She's all the way, and then you know, uh, what do you call it? Bonding extensions and shit. Yeah, man. Share. Um, okay, next story. Let's go. Let's go. Cool. So my story is about Ivorian Doll, who is uh, up and coming rapper in the UK. I think she was an influencer first, got into some beef with some people, and then started dropping some tracks and everything like that. But she's all right. She's doing okay. She's doing her thing. And she is accusing ex-owner of Radar Radio, Oliver Ashley, of basically obstructing her career. Radar Radio, you might remember them from 2018 when they got shut down because of allegations of sexual harassment, homophobia, and racism. And Oliver Ashley, not to confuse him with Mike Ashley, who is his dad and owns Sports Direct. Ivorian Doll basically was in a partnership deal, or is in a partnership deal with Locked In Music, owned by Oliver. And she basically alleged that um, he tried to force her into a deal with labels, 
He made false claims that her management was bullying him and stuff. And then also that he trademarked her name without her knowledge and is demanding 17K for this. So what do you think, guys? Do you think this is fair game? Do you think she's just silly for not reading the small print, etc.? And then also, do you think that, or what, what are your thoughts on why this type of thing keeps on happening? Why this keeps on happening in regards in terms to... Of like artists getting ripped off or getting, from their point of view, hard done by, bad deals, that sort of thing. I can only say I can't. I can only say why because people are opportunists, opportunists, and they will forever. There's always the, the business. If you don't know the business, you're going to get ripped off. It's just I don't know why. I'd like to ask why humans are such fucking bastards, but it is what it is. It's hard to change humanity. So um, the why is just like for as long as someone's going to make money, find a way to make money, they will. And unfortunately, we don't have great people in the industry like the music business. I'm really sorry for her. I mean, I saw some backlash, to, not backlash, whatever, some commentary that, you know, why didn't you do your due diligence? Why didn't you read the small print? And it is a bit interesting that every, that this is never ending. Like you, for all the years we've heard about artists being done over, 360 deals, all this type of stuff, but yet it's still happening. I don't understand that. And I don't, I, I need to be in that situation where I'm making songs, I, I meet someone, they say, look, I want to rep you and I want to manage you, I want to help you. And then that conversation is not had. I know it's awkward sometimes. I guess sometimes when you're, I just don't know. I, I can't imagine. Back in the day, yes, but now I feel like when there's so much information and so many examples, but I suppose everybody's got back in the day, there was always examples. I just don't, I just, that's the part that baffles me. I don't understand why people keep making these mistakes and don't, you know, really do diligently. I don't think you necessarily need a lawyer even. You can just like, this doesn't sound right. Let me sort it, get it sorted out. But are people so desperate to get the limelight and get on their way that they just like, no, I can maybe sort it out later. Maybe they feel like they can just get out of it. Maybe a friend will be like, oh, they, I don't know. I don't understand that. But what he's done is filthy dirty. I did not, I didn't even, I missed that his dad was a um, sports direct guy. I mean, Apple doesn't fall far from the rotten tree, exactly. obviously. I mean, your dad's a, and so, yeah, obviously. You know, imagine in all this time of Black Lives Matter and diversity representation, all that stuff, this white man's going to go on like that and not feel no way. Arrogant bastard. So I'm, I'm angry for her. I just don't understand how she got into this situation without someone, like she had a manager at that point. Why is everybody not looking at the small print? I don't even think it's the small print. I think it's poverty. And he's a very wealthy man. And when he comes along and, and gasses you up, like we can do business together. He probably handed some money. I think it's really easy for young people to just think, short term i imagine he was offering her a few grand and you're going to get locked into this deal and you're not knowing that actually then he kind of owns you and it happens time and time again really if i was her for how she's going about it now i'll just change my name for one i think the doll name is shit like there's cash doll we don't need any more dolls like just change your name start again like really it's like you're just in the beginning stages it's not like somebody has trademarked Stormzy and you've like headlined Glastonbury with your name and everything else it's like you're at the beginning let him have it he's trademarked it call yourself something else and then carry on leave him to it like what is she asking for what does she want the public to do because you're locked in a con in, in a contract so either you start making money elsewhere to pay him and get out of it and know that you learned this lesson or just change your name and move on. But the pity party, no. 
everybody else that wants to get into the music business, I think this is a warning to them as well, that when you're poor, they see you as a as 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 prawn, like you're you're the bottom of the of the seabed. They're gonna try and give you whatever and and take all of your talent and rinse you out. That's what they're gonna do. That's the business model, that's the music business. So either you go independent or just know that you're entering into slavery. 100%, it's opportunistic. You know, they can see that this person comes from nothing. They wave some cash at them. And sometimes this can happen very slowly as well, like the process of them feeding them finances, you know? So, and then in terms of small print, she might've been a little bit influenced by the cash before she got the contract. Mm. And they might have been discussions about what she may have had. And it could have been a case of, he says, oh, well, if you do this for now, because it is all very short term, isn't it? At first, that's what people think. It's short term. Oh, I'll fix this later or I'll be able to do this later. You know, sign this contract. We, we start you off like this. And then later on, we can discuss changing all these bits. But there is no change because the fine print in the contract will say that you're tied into this for 10 years and everything you, you do with your likeness and your name, I own. Oh, yeah. But you're right, she isn't, She. it's not like she's flipping Nicki Minaj or, or Cardi B, is she? She can change her name. I mean, even if you look at Cardi B, when Cardi B started, she wasn't Cardi B, she was Bacardi, and Bacardi made her change it. So, <laughs> can you, <laughs> you, can, you can change your name, she can change her name. Do you remember Liberty X? They weren't always X, it was just Liberty oh, at one yeah, stage. True. There's things you can do, change she your name. Actually, it might be your story that you've had to change your name and you could, you know, that could be what sets you off and sets you against everybody else. So it's not too late. It's fuckery's what he's done. I wish he had a fuckery's t-shirt on. I wish I had my <laughs> fuckery's t-shirt on. I don't think it's too late for her. I think she just needs to be like, okay, I see you. That's what you're going to do. I'm going to outsmart you and I'm going to do something. But yeah, Apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Sports Direct is always a shop that's supposed to be closing and on sale. It doesn't surprise me that this is what's going on at all. I feel her frustration because she's an artist and it's her identity, her character that she's created and everything. But that's why I feel that frustration for her that someone to do that. And also, I was just thinking about in terms of like trademarking, is it, it doesn't necessarily have, have anything to do with an agreement. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to, I could trademark whatever phrase or words or anything that I want to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, it didn't have to be in an agreement. He could have just done it. You know, and you need you don't need any that's like you said to Charlotte, you don't need permission. Yeah, you don't need permission and stuff. So I, I, I think I'm interested in that kind of thing. Um there's no laws, there's no kind of policy, there's no there's not as far as I know, I mean I'm not an expert in this field that protects against that. That yeah. if you're building yourself up into a certain brand and that is known and out in the world, that someone can just come in and take that trademark. It's a similar thing to what happened with the Black Lives Matter thing when that guy from, was it Manchester or Birmingham just tried to trademark it. Mm -hmm. It's the um, same as the receipts when that guy from the other podcast trademarked the receipts. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Morally, ethically, it's out of order, but there's nothing to protect against it. And that's what I feel is a, a bit of an injustice. If you've built yourself up, how would you know? Like <laughs> back in the day when I wanted to be a singer, I just wouldn't have known to trademark my name. Do you know what I mean? Like even my, I would have been able to because my name is Shade or Shade because I'm already an artist, but I wouldn't have known to do that even as well like what stage to do that because you have to prove usage it's kind of like a super great area do you know mm -hmm. what i mean but i just think it's maybe i just don't like the position of it that you've got this white 
really history of corruption man just taking the piss out of this black girl. I just really don't like that. But saying that, this happens to artists all the time. It happens to businesses all the time. There's just some, you know, really dirty, stinking people in the world. There are people out there who make a living off of yeah. trademarking names that haven't been trademarked yeah. mm -hmm. just so that they can sell them. There's a story, isn't there, about Google didn't renew something or that maybe, I don't know if it was their trademark or it might have been their website. I can't remember what it was, but people make money off of it because when the person goes to then actually trademark yeah. their name and they realise they can't, they then have to buy it off of the person right. who's taking it. And, yeah. you know, depending on where they are in their career at that point, it could be worth quite a lot of money. What's not right is the free-for-all that someone can just do that. It shouldn't be that way. It's, it's Again, these people help each other. You've got a bunch of people at the top that are creaming the crop, creaming the crop off or whatever, taking the cream from the top, which is what I mean. So I'm not surprised about that. It's just very, very filthy. And I, I think, you, Antonio, you are right in the sense, like, this is the time to pivot, just find something new. But I also understand from Montessori's perspective, it's like, this is something that you, that's attached to you. you Yes, your identity is your person. You come up with it. That's your thing. And everyone knows you as that. And you've got to change. And sometimes if that, if Ivorian doll is gone and then maybe all the variations are gone, then you've got to come. It's all right if maybe she can, she can do like Ivory doll or Ivy doll or something like or Ivorian. But if all those other options are gone and then you've got to come up with a whole complete, like I'm going to be a China doll now or something like that, it's, that's the part where it's a bit like, oh, man. So it's not... You can just change the name, but it also I get that kind of emotional attachment to it. it. You don't even know what the personal, deep down personal reasoning is for that name either. So let's get some comments. Um, Acosia says, read the small print. Mantis says, why do artists get hard done? I guess ignorance. We need more people educating these kids, period. Aquia says, young people are so desperate for the deals that they're scared to get a lawyer to look over deals. I know adults behaving like that with new landlord con contracts going around indoor markets. They want to know shopkeepers' takings. Unfortunately, bad contracts are appearing everywhere now. People are scared and definitely live in hope rather than fact. Though you can trademark what you like, he cannot charge her for her using her name. He would have to take her to court and he wouldn't win. Nana is right. She should go back to her real name. Don't know about her real name, but the thing, name. the thing is, so if you look at things like um, the Dave Chappelle show, if you think about what he was saying recently about when he signed a contract to do the Dave Chappelle show, mm -hmm. within the contract it says you can't use the name or yeah. your name in the likeness of this. So there yeah. are like he, so he was like, I can't even go and do another the Dave Chappelle show. He actually mm. can't go and do it. So trademarking, like you said, Auntie Charlotte, it's a mad thing. How much. Um, you can get away with saying it's mine. And that's the thing, it's like, even um, like we saying get a lawyer, but when, again, it's at what stage of your career, and if you haven't got the money to pay a lawyer, that's, and also when you're first starting up, you're supposed to minimize costs. You're not supposed to like, you've got to try and do everything yourself, really. But I mean, it's not wise, maybe like legal documents and stuff like that. But then that's the only part is like, don't get into bed with someone at all when it comes to someone who's like a business person, that's where artists need to pull back and because know that that business person, especially with someone like the son of the Sports Direct guy and he's got bare cash, then you know he's lawyered up and he's got all the information. He knows all about business. So that's where you should really not be getting into bed with them at all. And it might, even if they're throwing all the cash at you, just like, no, it's all right. Because if you don't have the means to get a lawyer or someone you can trust to look over the documents and stuff like that, then just just 
have patience. Don't get blinded by the lights. And it's hard to say. Just have patience because you're the right person will come along that will give you the right deal. So I think there's an element of also you've got to be a bit more sensible, a bit more clued up and streetwise because it's streetwise and then there's actually being streetwise about it. You know, you wouldn't. You know, there's other reasons. There's other probably other deals she wouldn't go into. But yeah, this is the type of deal that you go into blindly. You, you can't. But anyway, he's a he's. I got to say horrifically, he's a punk. He's an absolute punk. Mantis said Chipmunk changed his name to Chip and Joe Malone can no longer use her name, but the brand mm. can as she trademarked it, then sold it. Yeah. That's the madness. And that's the thing. Another thing is like when you see, you might even trademark your name, but you don't like, as you said, like Dave Chappelle, there's little levels of levels of contracts and stuff like that. So you might be like, oh, I can use my name here, but then you can't use it somewhere else or in a different yeah. way. So you've got to know all the facts. It's mm -hmm. hard. It's hard. Sorry, Ivy, Ivory and Dog. Ivy, call yourself Ivy. No, Ivorian is where she's from. She's I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. but it's not. I know. I know. It's. I, I don't know. Yeah, how do you tell someone? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's that it's like emotional attachment to it. Like it means something. It's more than just. No, and trademarking is difficult anyway, because, like you said, Auntie Shana, you've got to prove use. Just because you're trademarked in the UK doesn't mean that you're trademarked in Europe, doesn't mean yeah. that you're trademarked in America. Doesn't mean there's so many different, like P. Diddy, for example, he's P. Diddy here because he can't be Diddy because someone else has got Diddy. So he put P in front of it. There's so many <laughs> different yeah. levels. Do you know the guys that do Gasworks? No. Used to be on um, The Boiler Room. No. Had a podcast, hugely. Yeah, the podcast. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. Much younger people. Um, yeah. and basically, the owner of the boiler room actually trademarked their show name. And when they left and they started to do merch, like they wanted to do their show independently, was like, I trademarked your name while you was under my company. So people will do shit like this. But I don't even think it's youth. Sometimes I think people are just there. Go into business and a businessman will literally use their naivety against them. Especially if you're already rich, why do you have to do more? Like, I, I'm not going to say it's better, but at least if, you, if you're hungry, everyone's hungry out here, I'm going to trademark. It's dirty behaviour. It's not great, but you know why someone's doing it. But when you've already got the money and you're already established and you're just being wicked, holding What's someone... What's the flip side, though? If you're the financier okay. and you finance everything, isn't that your compensation? But I think you just need to be transparent about it. It's the shady. Yeah, it's, it's just shadiness. Because yeah, that's what it is. And I think if you've got like a you're managing someone, it's business, but it's just nasty. It is your right. In a sense, it is your right. If it's your thing, your thing, and these people are working for you and da da. da but it's, then there's levels to that as well because levels, look what right? happened to NSYNC. Weren't they tied into some mad kind of contract where everything they owned basically and everything they did went to this man? Mm -hmm. I guess yeah. Prince, right? Wasn't that to do with his name? That was his, was his, that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was to do with trademarking. His, 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 that was his, um, what's the word, the rights to his stuff? And mm. But because of his name, right? Yeah, the record company owned everything, so he was a slave. Mm -hmm. Yes. Rest in peace, my prince. Insane. Last comment, let's move on, please. Yeah. The synonyms for doll are puppet figure, figurine, uh -huh. model, toy, <laughs> plaything, Dolly, maybe. This trademark will make her think twice about her name. Surely, at least, Ivorian Queen is more desirable. I mean, yeah. Please, guys. <laughs> I was like, 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 like music, innit? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's my story. A little bit more fun. 
or scary. I don't know how you look at it. So a Jewish ex-security man says there's an alien federation, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Ex-head of Israeli space program says aliens will remain hidden until humanity is ready to deal with them. So Haim Eshed, he's a former director of Israel security space, <clears throat> claimed in a recent interview that aliens have yeah have chosen to remain hidden, right? So um, the aliens have worked out a signed agreement with the United States government and Israel, which allows them to conduct experiments on Earth as they await the day that we, as a human race, reach a stage where we will generally understand what space and spaceships are, right? They too are researching and trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe, and they want us as the helpers. So the guy also said there's an underground base in the depths of Mars where the representatives are and also our American astronauts. Trump is aware of this, by the way. And um, because he is one. Well, Donald Trump nearly came clean, apparently, regarding this so-called truth. But these aliens in the Galactic Federation aren't looking to cause mass hysteria and would prefer that people calm down first and reach a headspace where they can be sane and understanding. So like Trump knows, I think apparently he nearly let it slip that this is what's going on um, with his alien squad conversation. So my question is, if you're working for the aliens and (laughs) the Galactic Federation, how would you advise them to reveal themselves to us like what kind of strategy would you implement for them so they can slowly start to reveal themselves so we don't all go nuts thank you very much that's a good question from nonsense (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's not i've got got a strategy thank you auntie dana what they're doing makes sense all right so this has been out there for ages there's various sightings like their their base is supposed to be in antarctica there's a point where no unofficial person can go past in antarctica and you and your plane will be shot down and they say that this is where the aliens are this is one of their alien bases apparently hitler was one of the first people to make contact with them and lots of scientists are actually trained by these aliens like all of this information is out there no good sign what they're doing are slowly drip feeding this information like you know like when um nasa releases oh my god we found that there really is a parallel world out there like there's another parallel universe and they're going in reverse to us they drip feed information and people kind of go no i don't believe it but then they see it comes from nasa and like oh my god this could be true generally the general population are not going to go for this so i wholly think just drip feed the information. Those who believe, believe, and those who will wait for when the aliens appear and get a heart attack are going to have that. But I don't think our brains at this moment in the current state of development can handle this. We need to grow a few more hundred years before they actually do come through. But for the ones of us that believe you, I feel like if you want to come to Stratford, I'm happy to have a chat. Let's talk about it. It's all good. I would love to go onto your spaceship. There are some of us out here that are cool. Don't stop milling about in Utah and stealing people. Like they are not the people that you actually want to communicate with as well. But yeah, that's that's it. There's this thing where they say that all the aliens are in America. I just don't believe it. I think they're about, I think they're in lots of different places. 
and they're smart not to um tell everyone that we're here look at what's happened in history to anybody who doesn't meet the norm you know what happens to them so they're smart until the rest of them get here anyway and they can take over so what would you do what's your contingency what would i do yeah. i tell them to keep staying undercover for now just you know bring me in let me know what you're dealing with i'm a fan i'm a friend <laughs> I've always believed in you, ally. you know, I'm an ally, I'm an ally, I'm an ally. Because the thing is, the universe is infinite. And if we, anyone thinks that we're here on our own, smoking crack, come on, we're not on our own. I'm too sure. I think that they look like little green men with little, I just, I don't think they look like that. Auntie Shade, I feel I feel your skepticism and I'm really impressed <laughs> because actually you are a brand ambassador. You know about brand strategy. And I think I would actually recommend they come to you for a strategy. Maybe they have already and she signed an NDA. <laughs> There's that. There's also that. And I, I get your skepticism now. Okay. <laughs> First of all, yeah, I don't understand why people are so quick to believe this but will refuse to watch Rick and Morty. I just don't get it. That just doesn't make any no, no, sense. No, wait, wait, wait. Pause, pause, pause. This is the cartoon I watched, but it's about it's about different dimensions. It's about the race wars, etc. All of that kind of stuff. We know they drip feed us. Simple cartoon, but this you believe? They drip feed us stuff through mediums, through films, through cartoons, through literature. We know that for a fact. Can I just say something? Because this is an ongoing beef between Auntie Shade and I. Now listen, I can't watch Rick and Morty because Uncle what Rick is. A alcoholic weirdo and he keeps burping every five seconds. He gets my nerves. Why are you talking like that? Why have you got vomit and sick and things? Listen all the time, no. Yeah, but he, he gets on my nerves. He gets I've seen him have all that. He's a reflection of humanity. Fine. It's all good. But I can watch other things. There's lots of I watch The Matrix. I watch other things. I watch um Independence Day. It's just Rick and Morty get on my nerves. I watch sometimes. We we you forced me to watch some and I have watched some. Thank you. Now back to your brand strategy. Anyway, anyway, I think I'd let me just say that I think that people, humans have the capacity to make up stuff for what they don't understand. Do you know what I mean? So this this kind of really fits well with that. I think that if there are people, if there are aliens here, they need to show themselves on mass. I don't understand why they don't have the technology to make us all understand instantly. If that's the case, we should have understanding. You should be able to turn something on to make us understand instantly. That's not going to give us a heart attack. How about that? You should have that kind of technology. What the hell? And, and also as well, this whole notion that we're here to help, like we're so special. We're humans. We destroy our own planet. We destroy each other. What makes us so special to be the the be the the calling of of the aliens? <laughs> like, get out of here, man. We're not we're not that special. Because I'm maybe they're like us. Huh? Maybe like maybe they like I said, maybe they're like us. And they let's say for example, they're just like us, right? But they landed here however many hundreds of years ago, yeah? But they've clocked the plane. They can see, they, they can't go back home because their home's exploded. Let's say that, right? Then they would just take us over. No, but what if there wasn't enough of them? What if, but what if there wasn't enough of them? And what if they are just like us? They don't have all these extra weapons and all this stuff that's going to nah, control us. Okay, the thing is, exactly. we really go on like, with the top, the, with the top species in the galaxy, and I just don't believe that's true. No, I, I don't think we are. 
Um, but yeah. at the same time, I think it's a nonsense. Like it's, 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 it's impossible to believe in something if, it, if we don't have solid proof that is universally accepted. That's like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my thing. If, you, if, you, if you're gonna say you're here, you need to reveal yourself to everyone simultaneously at the same time where we all have access. We've all got into, well, the majority of people got internet. Do you know what I mean? Make the internet possible for everybody. Clear up the seas, clear up the sky. Let's stop world poverty. We'll do all of that simultaneously, then we'll accept you. If but you can do that, I, man, just stay hidden. Can I, can I just say, there's a lot of hostility from Auntie Shade about the situation with the aliens. Now, it's not saying that we're the suit. They could be everywhere, to be honest. They might be in all the galaxies and all the countries. So they're just waiting to reveal themselves to us. It's just not, I don't think we're the top. But I just think that like, what why think, though? Why? Why do they want to reveal like, themselves to us? What makes us so special? We're not special. Special. But if we're not special. But what if we're, we're not, not special? Like exactly. we said, like I said, they just happened to get here because we were the nearest thing. So what if they just so then, like then, then, like, then they're like American dad, like Roger and American dad, where they're <laughs> impossible. Do you know what I mean? Kind of thing. Yeah. Why do you want to know them anyway? But the point is, it's just exploration. Like, okay, because maybe they want to colonize us. Look, did you watch Independence Day? Did you see? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Then the other thing that we we're going to see them as a threat. Do you know what I mean? So why should they reveal themselves to us? But if that's we're going to kill them. If we're going to try and kill them, then why should they? But that's you know what, what I mean. Say, so that's what I'm saying. Like, if they can't give us, sorry, mm -hmm. but if they can't give us universally all the stuff that we don't know. Like the, the the potion of truth or whatever it is, kind oh, of thing. Then, then because then we won't be on the same page. Because we'll have America trying to kill them. Do you know what I mean? We'll be doing whatever they're doing. Other countries will be worshiping them. We'll be at war again. So how but, does that help humanity? But the thing is, they might not actually even be here to help humanity. They just might be they here. Might. They might not. And that's they the might. thing. If they're here to kill us, I don't want to know. Do you know but what I mean? The thing, like the thing, <laughs> the Galactic Federation. They've got a government where they're trying to work this out. How do we best? maybe they like the country like we want to reveal ourselves but we can see how horrible they are to anyone that's different from them but yet we want to we'll so, uh, moving in and chilling do you know what no, i'm saying because the thing is yeah what it would be <laughs> if they're here to harm us then it's just white supremacy on an alien level yeah. we just become slaves aliens so we might as well just kill ourselves then because it, it did it did say yeah. in the report that they want to help, get us to help them help them what like what, what are we going to help them do this is what i'm saying what are humans good at Apart from hurting each other <laughs> and polluting the planet, what are we good at? <laughs> I feel like there's so if they're humans, but what if they are human? Yeah. What if they are human? Some people believe they're a type of human, or they're a mix of human, or something. Yes. Like that. Yeah. 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 So maybe like they're not. Maybe they're like what were those things before Homo sapiens? What were they called again? That Excellent. died out. Oh, okay. Neanderthals. Maybe they're Neanderthals. Maybe they're from a planet where Neanderthals like survived. Maybe they're that type of humanoid. And also, I don't think that the latest version of humanity always thinks they're the most advanced. I do as well, and then that's why I'm I saying that these aliens that. might not be as advanced as we think. Like, or <laughs> they might be the same level of us. <laughs> like, Auntie Nana, what do you think about Shadow's <laughs> particular skepticism and venom against the aliens? <laughs> I think what I'm not understanding, I swear all of you have watched Star Trek and you understand yeah. that. I, the one I, I don't like it. The Galactic Federation, usually, depending on the ships, they could be like scientists. So this could literally be uh, an experiment for them to watch a primitive civilization, feed them slight bits of technology, 
every decade and see what they do with it and thrive. So I do not believe for one second the strides that this earth has actually taken in this new incarnation after we've had like the ancient Egypt, now we have the internet and we're probably going to head into another resurgence of them giving us more technology that the masses then do things with. It's probably coming from the aliens. They've probably been doing this as a, an experiment themselves for millennia. Like the same are you have the monopoly on it, and then why are they watching us suffer? So you want to drip feed some technology, but not for everybody. But hold on, wait, 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 wait. Who are you, Mr. Alien or Mrs. Alien, to come down and decide who gets what? Auntie Shadow, you know who you are? You know when you're in Independence Day, when they go up the top of the thing and they zoom, they're going to zoom you first. Please, calm down. Don't cuss them. Listen, we as humans, we will watch people on TV doing nonsense on reality shows. We could be their reality show. We could be their Truman show. Be... We're their dumb entertainment. Why am I going to respect yeah. that? No. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not here so to be entertainment. But my point is, but you see, this is business. And this is in Rick and Morty. <laughs> They come to you with a business plan, like, yeah, look, obviously, we don't respect you lot, we're watching you, but this is the deal. Oh, if I was corrupt, if I was corrupt, what would I do? Okay. <laughs> if I was corrupt, I'd create, I'd create a, a council of people and I would appoint different people to look after different areas. I would section up the world, I would section up the country kind of thing. So I'd separate, <laughs> sounds a bit bad, but I would separate the, um, so they wouldn't know what's happening in each area as well. And then I would, create like a dialogue so you appoint certain people to be able to communicate with the aliens that's how you control the planet basically you divide you're not living under that regime now <laughs> and then on that note aliens came and gave technology to steve jobs and then to bill gates and they've run with it all i'm saying is just dial for now oh, okay. i know i changed my number a lot but if you can find me and give me some <laughs> technology i am happy to be the face of the new type of way that people communicate. I, I, I am happy to, to take on that role. I feel that I have the moral compass to do it well. Yeah, so I can be at your service. Can we get some comments, please? <laughs> Nicola says, aliens' lives matter. Antoinette says, how do we know that, that this Earth of ours is not, in fact, actually another planet's hell it would make sense with the madness in this world. Yeah. The way I would reveal the reveal these aliens is to start by tricking humans into receiving microchip implants via a compulsory vaccination program spearheaded <laughs> by Bill Gates through a virus, you know, like COVID-19. <laughs> we can handle the news of the truth traditional African and indigenous spiritual practitioners have always talked about aliens. There are cave paintings of aliens going back 15,000 years. Anyone who would be shocked by aliens is ignorant and needs to learn history and archeology. span But I agree with Auntie Farah, maybe the aliens are afraid of the bad human. And then I think, uh, then Kuya uh, says, I think every member of parliament is an alien have you looked at Boris or Trump? No human I know looks like them. <laughs> they have probably been throwing signs at us for years, but we are not of superior enough intelligence to catch the calling. Only the enlightened will get the message. Samantha says some people have been watching too much stuff. <laughs> All I can say is we will see, innit? We will see.
Thank None you. of my luck. They'll probably come my way. Now I'm gonna have to. They're gonna come to you with a business proposal. I bet you. <sighs> if you. If you get the technology deal, I swear. Just make me <laughs> your your co-person. <laughs> Aunties know best. Who has a problem that we need to resolve? Okay, so my one is kind of like based on major hype and his ex-wife. So they are obviously fighting very publicly at the moment with accusations on both sides about abuse, mentally, physically, etc. kind of thing. It's a very generally quite sad situation. And there's been like screenshots and video messages and all that kind of stuff shown. And my question is, if you think about the worst fight you've ever had in a relationship, would people believe that you're innocent? Yes, they would. Because if they could see it, look, hang on, what are they seeing? Just, it's not like a CCTV thing where they can see everything or like a, it's just well, seeing my side and that person's if side. If you're telling your side of the story, would people believe, because, okay, why I'm saying this is because like the, I'm um, oh, sorry, I do forget her name, I'm so sorry. But the, the woman, she's like, Kirby. sorry? Kirby. Kirby, that's it, right. She's accusing him of physical abuse and everything like that. And he's accusing her, right? But she, mm. he's got all the screenshots and yeah. it shows her being as just as, you know, maybe defending herself, who knows, kind of thing, but as being as just as much vim as he's got. But for me, I think, so what if I've got vim, I'm still a victim in the situation, do you know what I mean? And I think there's maybe a little bit less sympathy for her because she was fighting back, verbally, at least. That just made me wonder, if someone saw the arguments that I had, would they believe me? So well, for me, I think the biggest argument I had, I haven't really had like, massive arguments to that extent where someone can go like that back and forth with me like that. So that's one thing. But the I say the last most impactful fallout I had where we know the person and I no longer speak, I have the benefit of people knowing how that person's character was. So people believed my side of the situation because that person's character, she had years of evidence of her behavior. So people were like, no brainer that this is where you come to head. So, but the only thing is in our, final end of our relationship I don't know what her mindset was as a result of us not speaking so I don't know if she was to put her receipts out if she has any receipts whether people are like ah, oh, actually where I had your back this whole time she has a little bit of a point but in general I think I would believe be would be believed but that's based on the fact that people know her character so the thing with major hype and because it's I was quick and I think there's an element of also people are reluctant even though they criticize women, when women come out and talk about domestic abuse, I think there's a level of needing to believe the victim because there's so there's been so much previous victim shaming and blaming. And so I think we're in this culture where everyone's kind of watching their P's and Q's and don't want to be seen to be victim blaming, even though it still happens. But in the majority, so then there's an automatic empathy with the woman in the situation and she came out with it first. But when I was watching Major Hype's thing, though it felt like, I, I was more annoyed at all of this being out there because it just really pissed me off. But um. I kind of believed him. I was inclined to believe him. And I was like, this is the part when when you were actually being a lawyer in the courtroom. This is why people study law, isn't it? Because it's not as easy as saying this person's guilty and this person's innocent because there's so many nuances to something to get a conviction, to get someone to actually lose time of their life by going into prison because of a verdict. So this is where it's like, it's really hard because just based on those two people's accounts and what I've seen without knowing them at all or being in their situation, I believe both of them at this point. I have nothing else to go on. They both seem believable in their own way. So it's a bit mad. So yeah, that's my answer. I haven't had like a big argument 
to even compare it to really so i'll just speak on on major hype and um and kirby's situation more than anything i really felt like it didn't feel when i first watched her i really felt huge sympathy for her and was quite shocked at him although i'm not really a fan of his band of comedy he just seemed like a pleasant man so i was a bit shocked like wow i wouldn't have thought that he was violent and then watching him and him explaining things I felt that he provided more context to a certain type of personality, which she didn't provide about him. Knowing females that he described, he may have had an ex-girlfriend, it may not actually be Kirby that he was describing, but there was some reality into the the human that he was painting that she didn't provide. So I was a bit I was conflicted after watching him go live. But overall I was like, I really feel that this is not public business and you two should sort this out yourself and both of you need to heal from this relationship because the two years just sounded so toxic. It really felt like actually this this shouldn't be public. And then I questioned why she was putting it public because I really don't like this new wave of let's cancel somebody because I don't like them. It rubbed me the the wrong way. Just the whole campaign after she came forward, like let's cancel the passion weekend that he was doing. Like I'm not going to support him anymore. There just seemed to be like a real jumping on. Let's make sure that this man doesn't make any more money without there being any police reports, any that she hadn't gone to the police, that there was no arrest. It just felt too much like I want to destroy him. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I, I don't like this using the public's emotional state to score points on an ex at all from either side. Him slut shaming, showing men's dicks, like all of that stuff. I was like, this is really disgusting behaviour from two people. I haven't watched all of it. I've just been hearing bits and pieces. But these situations are really hard to pass judgment on because we don't know enough. There's that side of me that feels like, well, you should go with the woman because you should. You're a woman. You should go with the woman. But I don't know enough about it for me to say he definitely did anything wrong because women can be extremely toxic as well. And there are women out there that beat their men. What I can say is this is a closed door kind of scenario. This All this fucking internet trolling and, and sharing to the people to get people on side i always find that that you know they need to handle their business between themselves because right now it just seems like they're both just trying to hurt each other and then the truth gets very clouded i'm not a fan of that i think maybe if she was taking him to court and there was a case there it would be treated differently but right now what's their end goal in all of this and we know from history that sometimes when you cancel someone it turns out that they didn't necessarily do what you've cancelled them for. I just don't know enough about this shit. In terms of what Auntie Sade's question was, if I would be believed, I had a boyfriend once who was an absolute dickhead. Emotional abuse. Not not physical abuse, but years of like emotional abuse. And when we were breaking up, it took a very, very long time for us to break up. Like, he was in my house for a period of time as well and all this shit. So, and I remember he crashed my car. If you're out there, you know who you are. Um, He crashed my car and... I, he had to get me a rental and I remember that we were having an argument because he wanted to take the rental and I had to go like to work or something like that and he wanted to take the rental and I remember it, it turned into this massively heated argument and as I got out of the car this is where people might not believe me because as I got out of the car I picked up a cone and I dashed it 
into the car and like it shattered the window okay because like, i remember thinking oh as i picked it up i didn't realize it was going to be as heavy as it was and i was like oh that's heavier than i thought if people saw that or heard about that it would be i'm the person who has been in the wrong the whole time because look what she did to the car like she's a mad girl in it not knowing the history of all the things that he had done to me so i suppose i suppose why i'm saying this is because it's very difficult without knowing the history to know what's true and what's false because he could have seemed like the victim in that incident where actually no he was the dickhead throughout the, our relationship and i was the victim so whoever's the real abuser or the mo more powerful abuser let me say that because it's usually a power struggle in those situations it kind of usually boils down to who's the best storyteller and i thought that major was the best storyteller if we're talking about that situation he came with a ted talk as far yeah. as i'm concerned he had slides points bible quotes he had the whole shebang mm. he knew exactly what he was doing he knew what he wanted the audience to feel he knew what the end goal was whereas i i believe that from my point of view kirby seems like she just wanted to tell her side of the story because remember he took her phone as well she didn't mm. have enough evidence to kind of maybe go to the police and actually put a case forward. So this was that it was like she felt like this is the only thing that she could do. That's what it came across to me. However, it doesn't mean that both people can't be toxic, but yeah. because people are toxic, doesn't mean they can't have sympathy as well. Because I've been a victim of having guys who like strong women, which I am, just to break them down. Do you know what I mean? I've been in a, a relationship cycle of that like too many times. And it's just like, well, what do you want me, bro? Do you know what I mean? Like, kind of thing. If you don't want what I am, it's a sport to them. So what they give, I can give back. But that doesn't mean they're not abusive, right? It doesn't mean that they're not toxic because they're trying to push and trying to get that reaction to actually just break you down and wear you down until you're literally nothing. I guess that's what I recognised in that situation, do you know what I mean? You're a person from power trying to manage a very difficult situation and not being able to because this man just, just has a very simple agenda and that is to wear you into nothing. If you're in those situations and you're gonna try and fight for your life, it feels like you're fighting for your life. I think my point is I've been in situations that maybe from a, a WhatsApp message point of view, it might look like, yeah, this girl's serious. <laughs> you might not see, there might not be that, you know, the argument that what it stemmed from, that might have been a phone call and you followed up with a message. So I've responded to that message. Do you see what I mean? Like it's Absolutely. kind of manipulating things or like, I don't even know. I remember being in one situation where it was like, I needed to get my keys back. I was living with this guy. I needed to get my keys back. He wouldn't give me my keys back. So it's just like, well, what do you want me to do? I'm going to kick up your car. <laughs> so I did do this. Until you give me back my keys. But do you know what I mean? But you're basically refusing to give me back my keys. So you, you still want access to me. So I have to go to the extreme, or I felt like I had to go to the extreme to get my keys back and to get my independence back. But because I've damaged property, I'm seen as the aggressor. When mm -hmm. you've simply given me back my keys just because you didn't want to leave at that point in time. Do you see what I mean? So it's just like, I think that from an outsider's point of view, I don't think I would have been a, a afforded any sympathy in those situations. When I was watching Major Hype, when he was saying about, talking about Kirby being aggressive to him, my mind kept going towards, so why did you stay with her? Why did you stay with her? Then I felt not bad, but I, then I thought, well, I'm check I've got to check myself because when women are 
you know, come out about domestic violence and domestic abuse, the first thing people say, like, why didn't you leave? Why didn't you leave? But for me, my, if it's sexism, if it's my whatever, I just was like, well, major hype, you're, why didn't you leave her then? Because if she's so toxic, why are you saying it? And then as you, what, what you said, Shadow resonated in that he could be, have been just as toxic and he's actually thriving off her madness, instigating and manipulating her to get to the level where she's so angry and aggressive and fighting back because he knows he's pushed her buttons. I think when he was saying that- It's a control thing. Yeah, it's a control thing. So then when, and you know, there is a thing, there's, there's facts that men, you know, when the woman goes crazy, it's like an ego boost to a man that they can get a woman so crazy over them. So then I but, thought- But we do have to admit that it can be the other way around as no, well. it can be, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. And of course there are women that push men's buttons and like get an ego trip out of that. No, and, and it sounded like she was doing the same thing because he said that she was like pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. But he, in his account, he didn't retaliate. He would kind of went within and was humble. But in her account, he attacked her. I, so. guess, I guess what I'm saying is that if she was just a weaker woman that was just, yeah, you don't fight back, yeah. then I think people would have more sympathy. But because she's not, but I think he's, is, is yeah, I don't know, maybe we don't have enough time today, but yeah. I think he's chosen her because that's what he, that's his game, I maybe. think. Let's move on to another dilemma. Can I just read um, oh. Oh. um point? I think it, it's a good one. I now have better insight on, dom on domestic abuse, violence, and the lock and key behavior of people involved. This is unpopular to say this, but the victim sometimes knows what to do to provoke the abuser. These people can be locked in a cycle and both people need help. The power play in abusive relationships is more complicated than our society is prepared to, to admit at the moment, unfortunately. And I, I, I do agree that there is some circular behavior. Because even with what you were saying, Sade, the first thing that came into my mind was you could change the locks on the door. Mm. And there's always a way out that's like logical when you're not involved in it because you have no emotion. So it'd just be like, yeah. You're not thinking, I want to change the locks on the door. You're thinking, give me back my keys. Because Absolutely. You should give it back as a yeah. decent human being, and you're not being a decent human being, so I'm going to fuck up your car. Right. Yeah. That's That's it. Same with me. Get the fuck out of my house. We're not together now. I've got nowhere else to go. I'm going to stay here. Get the fuck out of my house. We're not together. Do you know what I mean? It's a cycle. Like yeah. When you're in that situation, it's Fine. very difficult to see your way out of it. It's only when you're out, you're like, boy, I should have just done X, Y, Z. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I, I, it's, it's a very, very difficult one. I've got a dilemma. Sure. <laughs> There's an internet dilemma that I saw. So basically, let's say that it's Christmas and you've cooked your ass off and your husband's parents have come around for dinner. His whole family's there. You've got your sister there. His whole family's come around and his auntie's at the dinner table and she's like, this is disgusting. And then his mum just kicks off and starts saying, your food is disgusting. <laughs> Look at my son. There's no food on his plate. Ooh. He's skinny because your food is disgusting. And the mum starts kicking off at you. So then you defend yourself. <laughs> you get, you know, you say, you shut up. I've tried. And she says, starts putting her hands in your food and says, look at this, why are there raisins in the potato salad? So then, yeah, why? But then you pick up the potato salad and you dash it at her. But your husband, rather than coming to your defense, defends his mother. What do you do in that situation? How do you feel about it? And also flip side, let's say reverse the roles. If you was the husband, what would you do? Who would you defend? It's your house, it's your wife. 
Answers on a postcard, please, aunties. <laughs> oh, God. It's such a messy situation. All right. So, as the wife in the situation, I absolutely am not going to throw food or try and fight my mother-in-law. I would just remove myself. But if for some reason there was a fight that took place, I would expect my husband, who I have vows with, to be on my side. I would expect that. As the husband, like so let's say that it's me and my husband had a fight with my dad for something. I'm not backing my husband though. <laughs> That's a double standard. <laughs> Us humans are not rational. I'm just saying that's how my mind would go. I would want to be defended, but against my parent, I'm going to defend my parent. Do with that information what you will. But literally, that would be how I would play it. But I'm not going to fight anybody's parent, really. Knowing that, let's say your husband didn't defend you. Are you going to cuss him? Are you going to be like, you know what, if it was me, I'd get it. He's cussing. Yeah. There's no reason in this. It's my feelings. My feelings are going to be hurt. And I'm not going to be happy that I wasn't defended. Okay. If I'm the wife, I should know the level of my cooking in it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I should know that already. I should know full full well that I can't cook and I'm just making my best efforts. Do you know what I mean? For whatever reason. Well, she said to the mother-in-law, you know I can't cook. That was like one of the things that she said. Why are you cooking in the first place anyway? Do you know what I mean? If you can't cook, why are you cooking? And then to the mum, I, I think I should know my mother-in-law. If I know that she's gonna, she's she's the type of woman to complain, then you know maybe I'm ordering your food in. But there's no way I'm fighting my mother-in-law. That's just ridiculous. Like I'm not even cussing. I'm gonna take the L because I can't cook, and I know that. So I'm gonna take the L, and maybe I'll make a joke of it. Maybe I'll just think it. You know, do you know what I mean? Like this is silly. I wouldn't expect. I would like my husband to defend me, but. I wouldn't expect him to, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? Because he's going to want to calm his mum down and just make her feel, because at the end of the day, she's going to be there for a moment. So just make her feel better and then send her on a merry way. And he knows I can't cook. He married me. He knows what the situation is. I don't feel like I should get too offended by that. If I was the husband, yeah, I would defend my mum because I know my wife can't cook. (laughs) It seems very simple to me. I've chosen that. That's, that's... <laughs> but then I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna guess her to cook the dinner in the first place. It's a big old dinner. It's a big old responsibility. If you can't cook, why the hell are you in the position of cooking to get cussed? I would. I think. Look, everybody knows. Everybody knows. You know, I can't cook. You know, my mum cusses up a storm. So why are we in this, putting this situation together and allowing it to erupt and then expecting then getting vexed when people aren't defending people? I know that I would argue with my mum, uh, maybe that's me and my mum's relationship. I'd be like, mum, what are you doing? Why are you cussing and embarrassing my missus in front of well, my missus, my husband in front of everyone? It was my husband who was the person who did the cooking. Why are you doing that? Why are you just causing a scene? I wouldn't appreciate my mum doing that. So I wouldn't like embarrass her in front of people, but I definitely know I'd have a word with her. Yeah, I would say, like, why are you doing that? There's, there's no need, because we all, everyone knows the situation here. But first and foremost, why is that partner who cannot cook in position to cook? Well, who's doing this? What's the point? This is just unnecessary nonsense. And it's, I mean, where I saw this situation play out, it was a significant meal. Birthday meal, Christmas, Christmas, like Christmas. You know, that's the one time when you know that everything has to be in order. When my mum cooks, right, and then she, at one time she tried to use some potato sneezing and dust thing and it <laughs> potatoes are my thing i like everything but 
roast potatoes. Don't mess with my roast potatoes. Mum tried it that one year. Tried to get all this thing and it was crunchy, weird, dry. My, my potatoes were ruined. And it was an argument, a <laughs> polite daughter to mother argument. But I was still like, nah, mum, you can't, you can't play these games. Isn't a significant meal. Why is the person who can't cook in there? And also don't experiment. Don't experiment with you're a badass cook in the world. Don't experiment yeah. and don't put the person who can't cook in line of position to cook the big meal. Come on, this, this, this is, I think this is actually a stupid situation to be in. <laughs> Everybody knows the thing, and that you're, you're now there, everyone's arguing for no reason. I think this family like arguing, to be honest. You just want to be. Yeah, because yeah, if it was me, like, like you said, it's a, it's a significant meal. I don't want my Christmas dinner effed up no. at all. Like, no. I'm saying to you, babe, you can't cook in it. Like, babe, like, maybe you make the stuffing or do you want to make no, the dessert? That's an important part of it to me as well. But I'm just saying, like, because I like food as well, like, I'm not fucking about with my Christmas dinner. We're not doing it. We're not going there, innit? Like, why? Like, nah, like, let's do it together. You can chop the salad. Like, there's things that you can do, innit? Like, know your strengths, know your weaknesses. You can't cook a big Christmas dinner. No. And oh, that takes some next level of skill to do them type of meals. And, then and you, know, <laughs> and, you know what, sorry, and it's also like, my, this is another thing, mum, my mum, she's Miss Drama. My mum does not like restaurants. Do not take my mum, it could be gourmet, I don't know even who, what chef could please my mum. Don't, and then, but then she'll be like, oh, you guys never take me out. One year we went to Basaba. My mum and the waiter became friends because she's funny and she's jokey, but she was cussing. So everything went back. Everything had to get recooked. Everything had to get re-seasoned. What is this? This tastes like shit. What at the shit It's like she was cussing everything along the way. My, and then after, to the point where I'm mad. And this is the same situation. I can't, I'm getting vexed. And she's like, why are you upset? I'm like, because you, we know that you don't, you know, I'm vexed because you're embarrassed, not embarrassing, but you're you're cussing the food, everything, you're doing your face like, oh, this is disgusting. I'm like, mum, you, you didn't like going to the restaurant, why are we here? But then it's my fault also, because why did I bring her? Because I know. Now, she says, let's go to a restaurant. No, I'm not doing it. And we'll argue <laughs> closed doors and closed proximity behind <laughs> I'm not taking you, not in front of everybody. So, that, I mean, I'm, it's the same situation I put myself in. But if, if, let's say it was like my husband did cook the meal and my mum's kicking off, I'd have to just be like to my husband, well, you know, I never married you for your cooking. <laughs> but my, the mind is like, mum, why are you kicking that? I think that was the whole thing. Like, why are you kicking off? Don't kick off, mum. That's not nice. That's not nice. You can imagine. You should, know, you should know your mother-in-law, man. Yeah. You should know your mother. Mum, also, yeah. mum, don't come. Then bring your Tupperware. Yeah. Auntie's, mum. Yeah. Provisions, innit? Really. I, I, I think that's that's all the husband needed to really do. It's just yeah. be mum. Like, like he needed to calm the situation. Yeah. Right? yeah. Before it escalated, he needed to step in and be like, mum, no, that's not nice. Have a plate. Even, even if you wink at her, like, all right, like, like, ha, like, it's all, it's all right, it's all right. Like, let's let's try and get some food from somewhere else. And yeah. he has to do more. And as the girlfriend, obviously, she's or the wife is a hothead. But you can't, you can't really physically assault your. No, no, you can't do that. You can't. You can't. That's, oh. that's no home training at all. That's yeah, you, know, you can't cast mark. You have to find a way to defuse it. But aha moment. What if he wants to break up with her? It's like, yeah, let's let's instigate some drama. So I know mum will kick off, so let's get this all popping. Well, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's back. She didn't defend me. Oh well, sorry, got to end. Yeah. <laughs> let's break up then, innit? <laughs> Done. Can you get the comments and let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, 
Aquia says, your husband has to back his mum, especially as his wife dashed food on his mum. Her behaviour was despicable. A wife can divorce a husband, but a son cannot divorce his mother. You can in America. The wife was in the wrong, full stop, and she can't cook, and she doesn't have the decency to order food in. Or better still, she should have asked her mother-in-law to help with the cooking. Right. Yeah, she could have scored some points there, isn't it? Mantis says, yes, don't experiment at a significant meal. Mm -hmm. That's it. I have a dilemma, but we don't have time. Let's move on to For the Culture. For the Culture. Okay, so it's not my For the Culture, just a general one. Kevin Samuels, the new self-help coach that's going viral for dragging people about their misguided perceptions or conceptions or perspectives about relationships if you haven't heard kevin samuels yeah he's a, i don't know i guess he's a self-help self-designated self-help guru like yeah. coach kind yeah of? life coach relationship mm -hmm. coach so a woman came onto his show he's got a youtube show and he goes live and this woman decided to call in and ask for advice as to why she can't get no big baller 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 man so this is some of his feedback i haven't really lined up properly but let's see what comes back Stop right there, breathe and digest. You're 35 years old and you can look around and see the world. You don't tend to see higher earning men with average looking women off rip. If you do see them, they got them, they got their average looking woman when they were both really young and he built his way up. But a man earning the kind of money you're talking about does not go for an average looking woman. I mean, my body is not average, so. But your ma'am, you please don't make me say it. I'm gonna stop there because he goes on to then basically ask her to rate herself, and he remove it. He removes the number seven for some reason. Reason, and the woman rates. That's a go-to. A lot of people say that. That's why. Okay, go-to is a seven. Into what category? Yeah. Yeah. So he removed the seven, and so she went below, and I believe she went below because she thought she could clever and so she went below and he was like look basically tore into her and said she was misguided and then where there was some facts and stuff in what he was saying i really really felt this guy's a toxic mf and i went down the rabbit hole of looking at all his youtube videos and it is that he trades on cussing mostly women and he has done a comeback video with men cussing a man who is trying to you know offer himself but he's like reduces him you know, criticize the man's dick size and all that type of stuff. And I think the man's overweight, but you don't see the man. This is specific because the woman is in shot, in camera, being basically torn apart. So I just, my, for the culture, I just want to say, it's, is this type of self-help helpful? Um, <laughs> and how do we deal with people like this? Because he's actually getting quite notor notorious on the back of it. And people are like, yeah, yeah, it's real talk. So it is self-help, but it's self-help for himself. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because he's doing this to gain, I mean, he's gone viral, right? It's working. He's calling himself a six-figure earner and all of this stuff. It's working. Whatever he's doing, this is his, what are those people called? Like uh, Jeremy Kyle kind of thing. This is his version of it, isn't it? Like you have these people on, you tear into them, it goes viral, that becomes your thing. That's what he's doing. For me, what I didn't like about how he spoke to her is how he made her feel. Because, but again, that's what his forte is. I didn't like that he called her average at best. I didn't like how he manipulated her into, I don't know if, you, if you're right, Auntie AK, when you're saying she went lower to try and, you know, I think maybe she has 
self-esteem issues. And um, he kind of like played on that. I didn't like, I didn't appreciate that. The one with the man, he's playing on the man's self-esteem issues as well. I don't like when people do that to people. I think it's it doesn't show that you're intelligent. It actually shows that you're quite a nasty individual who probably has some issues of your own. You know, he was like, I know I got a big dick. Do you though, bruv? Who, who told you you had a big dick? And if you got a big dick, doesn't necessarily mean that you know what to do with it either. So whatever in it, like, you know, I just didn't, I didn't appreciate that. But what I will say is that there are women out there who do think that they're going to get all these big ballers. And it's like, you're not in the same environment as them. So you're not going to get all these people. You're not going to the same restaurants as them because you can't afford to go to these restaurants. You're not going to, you're not in their circle, basically. So you're not going to have these people come at you because you're not in their circle. And a lot of these people who are, are in that circle, the people that they're mixing with are superficial, you know? So that's what they're attracted to. That's what they're, that's who is on their radar. So there's that. But what I found annoying is it goes back to this whole thing of there's always these fucking guys out there that are saying women are only after money. Women are only after this. I know a bag of women. In fact, I don't know any women who are just after a man's money. All the women that I know, we can do for ourselves. Do you know what I mean? We're all very fucking capable of doing for ourselves. And we're of the thing of 50-50. And that doesn't necessarily mean that everything down the middle, but it means that there's give and take. I might be better at something. You might be better at something. That's how we roll. Like you might buy dinner tonight. I might buy dinner tomorrow. Or like if we go to the cinema, I might buy the tickets. You might buy the popcorn. It's that type of scenario. And that doesn't get spoken about enough. However, I do think that is because it's a man's world and that's not what they want to talk about. They want to talk about these little chicks that always want money. I don't know. It's a mad type of thing. Ultimately, to answer the question, I think it's really harmful what he's doing. I think he plays to a very toxic level of entertainment. And I think it, it kind of gives space for misogynist, <laughs> misogynist um, female male misogynist, um, sympathizers. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, I just think it, it just kind of gives space to all of that. I do think, though, I think he's a bit rich in it because when I was looking at some of the details of him, he's like, he's got two ex-wives. Do you know what I mean? Who are you coaching anyone on anything kind of thing? You can't even manage a relationship yourself. Like, you can have an opinion, but I just, I think you should be a bit more humble with it because you haven't even sorted out your own situation properly. I do think that he's playing towards stereotypes, right? He He's kind of really going on that very surface kind of level. Who are you to say that that is actually the case, that millionaires only want a certain type of woman? I don't think that's true because I think the majority of millionaires are married to middle-aged women, to be honest. I just think it was just playing to a very shallow, very kind of like lowbrow, I don't know, level of intelligence really, I think. But then at the same time, I kind of ignore the fact that she kind of went on the show. Maybe it's like a reflection of our society to have this public validation, you know, put ourselves in this, this space where to be rated or to be liked or to kind of get self-esteem and she's got the opposite. I don't know what her goals are. If her goals are very shallow that she just wants, I think she did have her own money in that situation but she wanted someone to match her or have more than her but if that's your only goal then I mean bro <laughs> like, like you deserve what you get to a certain extent I just think it's just really really shallow shallow is the word I don't know why there's this set of people who will go to somebody like this man or Steve Harvey or relationship advice it just feels like the most ridiculous thing <laughs> to do and 
why that it was really i was like more interested in like the folks that were sharing it and being like he has a point and it's like this guy to me my spidey senses are that he is absolutely inadequate because he's gay and he's trying to hide it there was steep level toxic behaviors and self-sabotage that he had within himself that he's just trying to spew on other humans and there's a whole host of people who have really low self-esteem you're going to allow a man that has no semblance of success in relationships to give you advice it was like this is this is utterly ridiculous and people sharing it and being like yeah no this man is the truth similarly to when it was like steve harvey was speaking like some kind of guru speak and it's like th this guy's a fool they're both fools and i don't understand why any woman would re remotely listen to them the the takedown of the man i was like that was so cruel he even made mm -hmm. himself laugh like <laughs> i watched him a few times and i was like you found this funny this man's pain that you just inflicted like you're below average and you're fat, and you make no money, and you've got a small dick, and you found it funny in his face. Like, it's like, no, you're disgusting, really. Vile human. But I, I, I really would hope, I think he should be removed. Like when people get censored for speaking certain, what they call conspiracy theories, I feel like this man is harmful to communities and he should be removed from the internet. I agree. Um, he's, he calls himself a style savant. So he styles men and he's got this whole brand of high value men. So he places himself as a high value man. And he talked about, you know, I don't know. I I don't, I think it's um, very self-serving what he's doing. And this whole thing, like he's got a point. You can have a little bit of a point, but then wrap it up in so much bullshit, then the point gets lost because even the way that he hung up on her and we kept being like holding his brow for perform like dramatic effect, like, oh my God, woman, you're not listening to me. Like, what are you doing? And he was just, it was, yeah, it was very, very vicious. And I think I was speaking to a friend, a male friend, who's like, why did she put herself in that line of fire? And I think some, and it is that kind of looking, seeking validation in the hope that people will think like, okay, you're, it's like this weird inadvertent way of being, like I can withstand, I can hear the truth. You know, sometimes some women, some women want that validation in a way from men specifically. So if I can withstand hearing the truth, then people can see like I can handle myself and I can take it. And I'm I'm a real woman who can take criticism and and I'll take it on board and I'll learn from this. So I I can sit there and take it, thinking that it's going to score her points. But on the flip side, it didn't. It just made. I didn't feel necessarily sorry for her because she chose to sit there. I think I would have hung up a long time. I don't know well, I wouldn't have been on that show for what, but I just don't know why she sat there like that. And that's the only um, conclusion I came to that she wanted to kind of prove that she can handle herself. Um, and it is very shallow and misinformed that there's obviously a problem when you're making your successful woman, black woman, especially dancing black women on top of that and trying to find someone to match that. And you are looking at men in that pay bracket, but a lot of men, when they've got that money, they are, well, I'll say a lot. I don't know the statistics. They've got the kind of, stereotype of the dolly bird the girl that doesn't do anything that just wears lashes and wears designers and lashes no no no, no, no nothing <laughs> you know what do you know what i didn't even mean it like that Shut. I, I wear lashes i've worn lashes before not you that. mean it like that i meant like the the, the dolly girl like do you get what i'm saying that that's all that she's got going and there's nothing wrong with being that girl either if that's your thing and you're confident with it and you're not you know Whatever the case is, that's your thing, isn't it? That's the girls that they that stereotypically go for. Um, I just, 
So I don't I know. Really think that, that, is, that is a stereotype. That is like a, a, a serious that stereotype. That's what I'm saying. It's a big stereotype because yeah. as Auntie Farah said, there's a bunch of women and successful men that are on a level playing field. They're not looking for all of that nonsense. But there is a big, there is the massive. Yeah, that's what just doesn't get spoken about. Doesn't get spoken mm -hmm. about. Because it is like well, the minute a man gets rich or hits a certain age, he wants a fast car and a fast woman or a, a woman that's it's extremely glam. And then this man's telling him that she's average. I think my male friend was also saying that. I wouldn't say she's average. She's she's not bad to me in my taste. So it's all relative as well. It, so, absolutely, it's definitely all relative because who made him the authority on what is average and what isn't average? And the thing is, is someone to look at him and say that he's average, below average. So, yeah. and not even because he's toxic. To me, he's average. He's not someone that I'd be like, oh my god. So, but again, it's all relative, and that's not to. But that's the thing. Without his style, would you even yeah. look at him? No. Exactly, and that's a fair point because he said to her, "Let's take off all this stuff. What do you look like, and all of that?" But mm. what you take off all your stuff? Yeah, <laughs> you know, what do you look like without your manis and pedis and all that kind of ish? Style savant, as he calls himself. So yeah, it's just um, I just wanted to know. Like, it, it, I think he should be removed. I think he should be removed. But yeah, I don't think you should be able to talk to people and and make them feel. Sometimes, what, what she had mental health issues or yeah, any yeah. of those people that go on there does you know does he recommend anything for them after they've come off the show does he yeah. say look go and talk to these people or does he just send them on their merry way and we've That's seen from shows you know like jeremy fucking vile what happens to people in these situations if they're just left with these feelings what were you going to say shadow i agree with the sentiment but i just don't know if it would ever happen because right. i think he would just argue it's just a difference of opinion which I think it is, but like a lot of people do agree with his opinions. Mm. He's getting the numbers, he's getting the views. That do you know what I mean? And it's and it's sad, but that's because what he's saying is not a not false. Like, be realistic about your lot in life. Sometimes, but that's something you can apply to anything and everyone. Yeah, and as we're all saying like, and as we've all said, that her behaviour is shallow. If she's looking for that type of treatment, it's shallow. You need to look at other things. But he's just wrapping it up in a very awful delivering i think that's maybe where you can't be maybe not taken off the internet but then there, there should be if you're going to become a self-help guru or self-designated without any qualifications or anything um decide that you're going to give advice there has to be possibly some sort of disclaimer and stuff like that make it clear that because and at the same time people will say she stayed on the line because i would so, so can i ask something here so what if <laughs> this is my ongoing joke to myself See that clubhouse screenshot that I said there's a group about <laughs> telling your homie that you can't rap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you have to say, bro, you're fucking but shit? Like, <laughs> yeah. But is it? But the thing is, like, he could just argue that it's harsh reality. Do you know what I mean? And someone could be like, just saying, like, I'm just giving a, a dose of like harsh truth. Yeah. So, but what like, he could have said, he could have said, you are not in the same environments as these people. You're not moving in the same circles as those people. He's, he's saying that she's not good or she's not he's he saying she's not the eyelash wearing weave wearing designer thinking bag holding no, he's saying that they don't want women yeah, who are like, like, yeah and he said in the 30s and stuff mm. like that don't want anyone that looks like her he's just basically saying she's not it so yeah. which could also be true in his circle his little bubble because there's a stereotype but he's not there's a stereotype and the, the 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 people in the kind of top line of the public arena that do make money and all that type of thing. I'm, I'm talking about rappers and actors and that type of level of person, which I'm sure Mr. Savant thinks he's friends with or whatever and frequents with. Those are the people he's thinking of. But 
he's not thinking about the average millionaire or billionaire who's just chilling and knows what he wants and actually knows the qualities of a good woman. And, not women, and also not saying those women who are, I don't know, it girls, are not good women either. But, but even to Sade's point, I think there's always a space for advice and critical analysis and people coming to somebody for advice. If my friend was really like, actually, um, my sister had a friend. Um, she came to live with us at one stage and she wanted to be a singer, but she couldn't mm. sing for shit. Like literally was the worst singer ever, but she was paying for studio and would play her tracks and you would just always be like and i was maybe a teenager and she would ask me like you know what do you think of this tune do you think kids would like it it'll just be like i think it needs work like you don't have to be like you are shit. you're never going to be able to sing like you can still because if that's the person's passion or they have hope who am i to say it may not happen if Jerry Halliwell came along and was like, oh, I'm good, I'm going to be in the biggest girl band in the world, I'd probably be like, hell, that's never going to happen. But you don't know, like, shit happens to people all the time. And for him to stomp on somebody's dreams, you can just be like, in my humble opinion, you need a little bit more work and maybe you should employ um, a ghostwriter and get training. Like, there doesn't have to be the crazy, like, you're shit at this and it will never happen. Yeah, and he needs to be like he's self. You know, he's supposed to be intelligent, so he should he should always know that it's not doesn't apply to everyone. He doesn't know every single millionaire, billionaire, man's taste. So let's get some comments before we have to move on. Okay, um, Aquia says, "Shit, shit, shit, shit." People should just stop watching him in Ghana and Kenya. You now have lots of pastors like that. They spend hours insulting their parishioners. It's weird. There seems to be a lot of self-haters out there happy to be insulted, bizarre. Ronald says, it's not self-help, it's gladiators and Christians in the Coliseum. Mm. It's Simon Cow, it's Anne Robinson, it's Donald Trump. People like to see people destroy other people. What did Anne Robinson do? I used to like her. Oh. Come on. Do, do you know what? Anne Robinson was actually a very, very nice lady. Very nice lady. Her character. It was yeah. just her character. That was yeah, it. But yeah, she yeah. actually, she's actually one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. She's lovely. As an aside, Auntie Sade is Clubhouse only available? By <laughs> yes, at the moment, unfortunately, it is. So I think there is a bastardized version on. <laughs> Sad, mad, glad, ladies. What's made you sad, mad, and glad this week? Um, uh, I go, okay, I'll go. Sad for me is that I have a toothache. I have to get a wisdom tooth out next week. It's very sad. And mad because the pain is giving me nightmares of zombies. And oh. it's uh, making me angry because I'm tired. And I don't know why that's happening. And then I'm glad because Clubhouse is money entertainment. <laughs> I freaking love it. There's so much drama. <laughs> I freaking love it, man. So, yeah, other than that, I'm super happy. You go. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sad because for some reason I am unable to get on to Clubhouse, although I have two Apple phones. And for some reason, I've tried now five people try to send me inv invites and it doesn't go through. I feel like I've been blacklisted. And that's made me mad. 
because I keep on seeing screenshots of the fun that's going on in Clubhouse. But I'm really glad to just be dwelling on this earth. I am mad that Mutia Ben Wena, I can't say her name, was getting backlash because she said that Kylie and J-Lo can't sing. Like, mm. people were coming for her. She was online having a chat, I can't remember, but she but basically Mutia said, said that. Mutia, yeah. Said, yeah, she, yeah, she said Mutia. that Kylie... She, she said that Kylie and JLo can't sing. The thing is, though, whatever you think about her singing abilities, she's not lying. Kylie and JLo, particularly JLo, can't sing. She does that speaking. If you're my lover, she does that speaking stuff. She does that speaking stuff. The other thing I'm a little bit mad about is that I was listening to the radio and they were talking about the fact that Drake has got some, he signed some deal with I think it might be Nike I don't know but they were talking about it and they were said oh my god he's really come along and changed the game and then in the same breath they said you know because Beyonce and Kanye went to Adidas because Nike didn't want to give him this deal but yet for all Nike has now done it with Drake Drake's really come and changed the game no Nike have realized that they fucked up so they've given him the deal he's not changed anything he's just jumped on the same bandwagon but with Nike that's it so that annoyed me. What's made me happy? My foot is feeling a little bit better for the last week or so. I've been able to put my foot down when I'm walking. I'm not just on my tiptoe. It's still stiff, like, but yeah, that's what I'm glad for. Slow progress. Very sad that Natalie um, DeSalle Reed, as an actress from BAPS, passed away. She had was only 53 and she had um, colon cancer. They haven't said officially that's what she passed from, but that's what she had been fighting. So um, she was very funny and very cute. I always liked her. So yeah, sad about that. I'm super mad that Clubhouse is only on Apple. I just think it's just really offensive and rude and disrespectful to people that <laughs> And I don't think it needs to turn into an iPhone versus Android war. It's not even that the app it does anything special with an iPhone. It's just on iPhone. Uh, but I also think it's, a, it's making me mad because it's also a great marketing tool because you're going to make people have FOMO, which I have right now, because, yeah, my long but sit- But then they're going to release it on, it's going to be available on yeah, Android. Like, like as Auntie Shade has said, through grit teeth, I agree that being an early adopter and being first, we get you that little bit of head start with it because once it becomes a thing, like everyone's on it. I mean, you can still, no matter what, people join Instagram tomorrow and can become superstars on Instagram tomorrow. This It's fine, but it's just the fact that the one time I went on it, because I've got an account, on my daughter's phone. So the one time I'm on, and I was like, yeah, this is right up my street, hearing people chat and discuss and debate. Lovely. I haven't been back on it since because my daughter's gone with her phone. So, mad. I'm also, I'm quite glad, because I can't wait. I do love the Olympics. And I'm really glad that breakdancing has been added to the Olympics as a, as a qualifying sport. I don't know how it's going to work. I love breakdancing. <laughs> and, um, but what's going to probably make me mad and probably let's see in 2024 when the Olympics takes place in Paris, let's hope that COVID is not rampantly wild and we're zombies by then. That I'm just wondering where the black, you know, the people who actually started breakdancing, because it's very, it's really shifted from being owned by the black and Latino community to being very a global thing. So I'll be really vexed if black countries don't win every year, every time. I think. <laughs> um, that's just, I'm literally being going to be very, very, very blatant. I want only black people. All the blacks and the browns to win. Don't come fuck this up because the the East Asians have killed the breakdancing industry. They have smashed it. So yeah, Monty Nana, what would you like to say? I know that China. Yeah, I know. 
are going to dominate this. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pissing me off because like another part of our culture we created, I'm taking claim, I wasn't there, but I, I, it's mine. Um, it's going to be, it's not going to be one one. But I, I, I love the fact that it's part of the Olympics. I'm, I love watching the Olympics. And yes, another sport to add to watch. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I know got a sad mad lad. He has said, I'm glad that despite Trump and his allies' constant attempts to overthrow our election, the American judiciary has held firm and stopped them. Yay. I'm so glad at that. Yeah. Very happy. Biden win Trump four times now. Win Georgia four times. Yeah, and he's got another one. He said, I'm also glad I watched Lovers Rock because I discovered silly games and I can't stop listening to it. Oh, oh, oh that is a big tune. Okay, well. That was your answers could never. We're 40 years old. Thank you very much for watching, listening, and doing stuff. Please, please be back with us next week, Tuesday, 5 p.m. as usual. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. And we're also the podcast, the audio version goes out on the weekend. And we're on most listening platforms, except SoundCloud, because SoundCloud's funny like that. But anyway, we're on everything else. And yeah, be back with us next week. Please share our video as well because it really does make a difference. Yes, share and discuss and debate and send us your damn dilemmas and problems. We want to help you. <laughs> we're aunties, we know stuff. We're not like Kevin Samuels. We'll be nice, kind of. Please, please, these dilemmas, man. But we're also 40 now, so we also don't give a damn. So we might be very rude to you. But allegedly, in our opinion, these are our thoughts, blah, 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 blah. Thank you. <laughs> Good night, Recorder, Aquia, and Antoinette, and Ronald. Good night, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.